0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 197. One of Jesus' famous lines from the Beatitudes, blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who mourn. Kind of a strange thing to say, isn't it? And yet... From the Sermon on the Mount, which is his most famous sermon or sermons. This would have been done many times. But yeah, my first response to these Beatitudes, many of them, but particularly this one, because we're looking at this one today Blessed are those who mourn. My first response is I don't think so. How can any good come out of mourning? How can any good come out of grieving? I mean, isn't that what we try to avoid? Right, we try to avoid grieving, and I think herein lies the problem, yeah, herein that lies the problem we many of us you know we we don't want to be sad, we don't want to be grieving, but because we're human, and because we live in a world full of suffering, our own suffering, as well as every other single person who's been born into this earth, um, it it is going to be a part of our lives. Now, there's certain things that we can do with loss and pain and grief. We can deny it, stuff it, medicate it, but it's still there, right? I mean, we can power over it. We can work hard to try and forget it. We can try and think our way out of it. We can run marathons and go to the gym every day. And they're all ways of coping, really. And not that necessarily ways of coping aren't necessarily bad. But if these ways are overdone in some way, and we never really grieve, and we never really get to work through our losses and our sadness and our disappointments, uh, joy, our joy, uh, begins to fade, and the heart starts to close down. And we really, in a way Jesus would say, you lose your life, you know, rather than gaining life. Because you can be alive and not be fully alive, as far as Jesus is concerned. So that's what we're going to be talking about this morning, this whole idea of loss and grief. And the whole idea that it is, it's really a choice that we need to make to embrace it in a way as a part of life, accept it, and realize that as much as we'd prefer to avoid it, we really can't, you know, we just can't get away from this. Now, like I said, yeah, we can, we can deny it and resist it and get angry or numb it and ignore it or fight it. But in the long run, that doesn't serve us well at all. So the line from Jesus is, blessed are those who mourn, they shall be comforted. It's like blessed are those who have learned how to grieve and work through it and don't hide from it. Blessed are those who can acknowledge their loss. Blessed are those who can feel their loss, their isolation or their abandonment or their hopelessness or their sorrow. That one is on the right track. Or you can mourn over deeply regretting something that you did or said. There's another kind of mourning. Actually, the old word is, that's what confession is all about, really, is mourning over something that you regret, something that you did or said or didn't do, something that you wish you had done differently. You can mourn over that. Jesus would say, yeah, that's fine. That's good to do. It's good to do. You don't want to bypass mourning, whatever it's for. So Jesus teaches that life isn't about getting all your ducks in a row and then you'll find joy. You know, figure out what makes you happy, do it, and then you'll find joy. He'd say, no, that's not going to work. Life isn't set up in such a way that you will be untouched by pain. Suffering and joy coexist. Both suffering and joy are our companions on this earth. But he adds, the ones who mourn, who have learned how to grieve or learn how to walk through or face their loss they shall be comforted. So it's certainly not about hiding from our feelings, right? It's being able to say whatever it is. Something's wrong with me or this world is too much or it's too hard. Yeah, it's mourning. And I think that mourning is something that many of us, have to learn how to do, because we live in a culture where pain is denied. You know, we really do. When you think about it, for the most part, pain is denied. It's like, if somebody says to you, how are you? Fine, thank you. Well, yeah, how you doing? Great, great. How's the family? Great, fantastic. That's the expected answer, right? I mean, you could try answering with something less positive, but don't expect everyone to welcome your honesty. Like if they, if they said, how are you? And you said, well, actually, I'm overwhelmed by the unpredictable unfolding of life's events. I, I, I'm overwhelmed by the impermanence of all things. Right? I'm losing confidence. I'm feeling insecure. It's like that's when you get the deer in the headlight look. Right? Have you had that? It's when you say something to someone and they don't know what to say. So they just kind of look. Deer in headlight. And then you change the subject. Yeah. Well, joking aside, I think it's true, though, our culture, well, here in North America, in the Western Hemisphere, uh, our culture does not encourage expressions of loss, mourning, sadness. Actually, we don't really have funerals anymore. We have celebrations of life. Nothing wrong in celebrating somebody's life, but whew, seems to me that, I don't know, something, something's missing, really. Well, Jesus knew better, and, and he knew how to grieve And when you look at his life, as is recorded in the New Testament, he was troubled, he wept, he was sorrowful, he was deeply moved, he sighed. He's got all these different uh, kaleidoscope of emotions that we often just think of him as very serene and calm and filled with compassion, which he was. But he also had the full range of emotion. He was also at other times full of joy and he loved and he celebrated and he liked hanging around with his friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And he was amazed at times. And uh, yeah, he's just a full human being. And I think that a big part of our spiritual growth is growing into Being, or embodying being a full human being and accepting the parts of us that we might find unacceptable. Like we don't want to be sad. We don't want to be filled with loss. We don't want to grieve. And God comes along and says, well, you know, by design, you will grieve. And by design, if you go through the grief and face it and feel it, you will be okay. You will be comforted. It's kind of freeing to think about it that way. It's like you don't have to stuff it. You don't have to medicate it. You don't have to deny it. uh, By design, we're created in such a way that you will not go down because of this. Yeah, this, whatever the loss is. And I think blessed are those who grieve. I think it can be anything, anything at all. Um, because loss is a common, common experience. And then, of course, the second half of the, of the verse is, they shall be comforted. That's not so common. That's not so common. No, there's many, many things that can be taken from us. And I think it starts at a very young age. Uh, People that we thought would protect us didn't. Or they're distracted. Or they're busy. Or they're in their own world. Uh, People we loved left us. Or we struggle with things like health. Good health eludes many people through no fault of their own or some some of us grew up in a really violent conflicted homes or some of us have struggled at work with bullies or some of us struggle with ourselves we don't like ourselves for whatever reason it's all a kind of mourning it's all a wishing for something else it's all a hoping for another kind of life a change and i think maybe even more so today what with all the upheavals and unrest in the world there's with all these wars there's more of a collective grieving and mourning over continual unrest and violence i think it's perhaps even more so today yeah, we can lose all sorts of things, a sense of community uh, or a sense of safety. Um, we, can, we, can lose, we can lose hope in the future and not really think anything's going to change. We can lose economic stability or a sense of belonging. See, where I'm going with this idea of losses, I'm suggesting that it started when we were very young and it, it accumulates over a lifetime. And unless we know how to look at it and sit with it and feel it, it's going to get lodged somewhere. We don't want it to get lodged, right? It's going to get stuck somewhere, usually in our bodies, right? Um, yeah, that's when somebody explodes with anger and it's like, I had no idea that Harry was so angry. What happened to him? Well, he's never dealt with his grief, right? So, yeah, Jesus, Jesus teaching, blessed are those who mourn. By the way, the people, his first listeners, they would have been mourning. I mean, they were people living in a war-torn land not knowing where their next meal would come from. So Jesus' own people, the people that he spoke to on a daily basis, knew what loss was. Can't be avoided. Can't be avoided. And even if you're personally going through a time of lightheartedness, which happens, right? Sometimes things are just going really well. And everything is the way you'd like it to be. Uh, But, you know, even when that happens, you usually know of someone that you're maybe worried about or concerned about because they're suffering. So we can't really get away from it. But here we have Jesus' statement. Blessed are those who mourn. And by the way, it is a statement. He doesn't tell us to do anything. The Sermon on the Mount, all of the Beatitudes, they're called the blessings. Uh, He's not telling us to do anything. He's not saying go and mourn and you'll be blessed. Uh, He's saying, here's the fact. When you mourn, you will be comforted. The caveat is, of course, you have to go through the mourning. But there's nothing here in the Beatitudes or the blessings, or in Matthew 5, uh, where Jesus tells you to do something. He's just stating this is, this is the reality, this is the way it is in this world. Uh, know that if you work through or feel, acknowledge your mourning. You will be blessed. Now that word blessed is an interesting word because it doesn't really mean to be happy and carefree. The word, the original word blessing, makarios is the original word in the New Testament Greek. It's kind of a tricky word to translate because it's very nuanced. But I think you will have experienced this. So if you think of someone in your life and you would say, she is a great blessing to me. It could be a child. It could be a friend. It could be your partner. It could be your spouse. But you're saying, could be your, anything, anyone really. It's like, oh, she is such a blessing to me. When you say that, you're sort of saying, this one has enlarged my life, has made me a better person, fuller. It's a richer life because of this. I have been blessed by this. And I think that what Jesus is getting at here is that when we integrate our grief and walk through it and feel it and face it, which is very difficult to do because, you know, we don't want to stay in that place too long, so it's really not an easy thing to do. But if we can stay with it, even just like 10 minutes a day, he's saying, you know what, you're going to come outside, you're going to come through, and on the other side, you're going to be blessed, you're going to be enlarged. You will be the better for this in the sense that you will be a stronger, deeper Wiser, more compassionate, more loving person. It will change you. Blessed are those who mourn. They will be comforted. It's part of the design. You will be comforted. Macarius. Interesting word, isn't it? Blessing. You'll be blessed. It's like, this is the design. You will be able to withhold and stand. Well, the scriptural languages, they use language, scripture uses language like, you are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, which is uh, like saying, whatever it is that threatens to defeat you will not defeat you. Why? Because Christ is in you and around you, and you will stand. You will not be overwhelmed. Because I think that's why we don't want to grieve, right? Because we think, well, I might get overwhelmed. And I don't want to be sad. And I don't want to look at uh, these things that uh, threaten to overwhelm me. And then God comes along and says, no, 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 no. You're not going to go under. And you're not going to be overwhelmed. And you might say, well, it feels like it. Yeah, well, maybe it feels like it. But here's the thing. You will be comforted. You will be upheld. The scripture talks about this in so many different ways. It says things like, there's no darkness that can overcome this light. Who is the light? Christ. Blessed are those who mourn. They will be comforted. It's a fact. It's what God does, it's who God is. St. Paul had a great line. He said, God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. It's like you don't have to worry about being weak. You don't don't have to, God's not, this is, weakness is not a bad thing to God at all. You don't have to ever worry about being weak or inadequate or thinking that you can't make it in some way because this is where Jesus would come along and say, well, no, that's why I'm here, right? We're in this together. Come to me, all you who are burdened And heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon yourself. In other words, let's do this arm in arm. Come on, we're together here. And then the peace that passes all understanding is yours. Why? Because it's not just me trying to work through everything by myself. Yeah, that doesn't really work well, does it? It doesn't work well to deny something's wrong. It doesn't work well to minimize something's wrong. Uh, It doesn't really work well to continually cope through frantic busyness or consuming or buying or medicating or blocking in some way. Doesn't really work well. Doesn't really work well isolating being depressed, being stuck, uh, whether it's an anger or sadness. You know, grief can show itself in so many ways. It has so many faces. But I think that what this one verse is saying is, um, don't be afraid to feel your grief. It is a part of, of the healing, it's a part of the healing, and by design, you will come through because God's with you, and you will be blessed in the sense that you will be fuller, richer, stronger, wiser. It doesn't take away the the loss. It doesn't take away the pain. It doesn't make the past okay. It's nothing like that. It's just a sense that it's more integrated into your life, it's it's less fragmented, and there's a little bit more peace there. And incrementally that can come over time as we hand these things over as best we can to God. So there's the prayer, there's the heart cry. God help me to grieve in a way that is good, that I might receive your comfort.